1: Hello. Uh, This week we caught up with uh, Connie Hook, who you may know as former Blue Blue Peter presenter, Uh, also the other half of Black Mirror creator Charlie Brooker, uh, and also now an author. He's written a book called Cookie and the Most Annoying Boy in the World.
0: Yeah, um, you might you might want to strap yourself in for this one. This it goes on a bit, but it's well worth a listen. Believe me, a bit of a roller coaster of a conversation. It's very difficult to say exactly what we covered because I feel like we basically covered everything in the entire universe. Um, Connie is an amazing person to talk to, is an amazing interview, and you just kind of let her go off on one, and we just tried to keep up. Um, so it will become very apparent what I mean within about five minutes. So <laughs> just strap yourself in, get the kettle on, and have a listen. <laughs>
2: You're listening first time
1: dance! With
0: me, Richard Innes.
1: And me, Steve Meyer.
2: honey Hello.
1: Thanks for joining us.
2: Lovely to be here. That's not one of your children on that, it is. it is. Really? That's Steve's eldest ah, boy. Yeah, did is, he yeah. get paid for voiceover? Uh, no, being? he signed
1: over lifetime rights to me. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice.
2: Good, good. You get them working while they're young, yeah? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the philosophy. Indeed. Right? indeed. Make them earn it.
1: The podcast's going to haunt him for the rest of his life. I was going to say, is.
0: you are blatantly playing that jingle at his 18th birthday party. Well, I mean, well. How 100%? old is he
2: now?
1: He's three and a half.
2: And how old was he when he did the jingle? Uh, uh, three. I'm, yeah. <laughs> Three, yeah,
1: I'm not like, jingles a relatively new addition to the he's podcast he's already
2: got half a year's career then in he, the industry he he's going to get an
1: equity card next <laughs> Yeah, start putting him out there
2: you'll be uh, taking a cut as his agent of course 20 percent <laughs> <Nice.
0: laughs> what, what is standard i don't know 15 20 i don't know about that okay I'd say. that's good yeah. that's I mean, good
2: well it depends come. if you're doing some sort of corporate engagement it's more whereas if you're just doing a straight job it's less it's like they have different tiers Oh. Really? Of money taking. Okay, okay. Yeah, right. Well, I need
0: to become a professional money taker. I think that's the way forward, isn't I'm
1: it? I'm a professional money spender. Or <laughs> <laughs> my wife is. Um, yes,
0: indeed, indeed. Before we start, actually, we should point out that Connie has very is very excited at eating a timeout wafer. Oh look,
2: yeah. Um, so, the
0: um, yeah, there you go.
1: Yeah, that that's a good sound effect.
2: This, this is given to me by your show. Yeah. this is great. Yeah,
0: that is Connie. Yeah, that is the sound of Connie Huck eating a timeout wafer. Like you I can didn't hear in the background. In
2: our producer,
1: our, our producer Dan, uh, who also works on the Black Mirror Cracked podcasters, hit Connie up for <laughs> to steal a guest before yeah. she's even been on yeah. for his own. By
2: plying me, and it is yeah. plying. There's like that's a really plate full of. Yeah, timeout I don't know how many he thinks
0: here. you're going to eat. He's put up the nine timeout wafers that he's bought out of his
2: own. I'm, I'm more than happy to eat money. Them all yeah. Don't you guys? want a timeout mm, wafer
1: no we've we've just discussed are you watching your waistlines yeah what, do, what do you bigger. think yeah. <laughs> what do you
2: think
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think that ship has sailed in indeed, my personal indeed, have indeed. a timeout well just I will go, in a minute no caution to will. the winds. I feel bad for Dan because Dan was basically like a little boy at Christmas uh, this morning because you know he is a black mirror massive, massive fanboy, and so he's been a little bit excited about Connie being in the studio.
1: Connie, mm-hmm. well let's talk about parenting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That
0: is kind of the goal here. Yeah. <laughs> We're
1: talking to Connie and it's the it's the fag end of school holidays at the moment. Oh and yeah. The you, dregs. How how is it going? Oh,
2: man. It's, well, it's lasted five years, as it always <laughs> does. And you say it's, you know, we're at the end. I've still got a week to go before oh. I go back to school. So that's, you know, that's not to be... See, we're,
0: we're, we are not in that world yet. Of course, well, so I Steve off- and I, our oldest boys are at, at nursery, so... But I
1: look after my, my kids on my own on a Friday mm. all day. So I've got a little taste of what it must be like having them all the time.
2: It's full on. That's like been my last seven years, bar last year. So my youngest went to school last year. Okay. Hence, I'm sort of here now. I'm back in the world again.
0: Is it a big, because you're two boys, seven and five, right? We were saying. So is it, because I've got this idea in my head somewhere as a father to a two year old and a three month old that when their second one goes to school it's like some kind of momentum Ah, shift and yeah the weight (laughs) comes off and all that is that actually the case or is that just a pie in the sky
2: no it is the case
0: yes but
1: five years to go but
2: between the hours of nine and three
1: Okay. Which is, which is,
2: you know, you can't do that much between the hours of nine and three.
1: It like do two loads of washing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: I mean, like, if I go to something, I don't know, a meeting in town or something, even like the travel time, is, it's all t- you're on the clock the whole time. <laughs> I've it's got always six ticking hours. Away. There's a low level anxiety that someone will forget to pick up the kids or, you know, it's, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How do they yeah. get on with each other? They get on really well, good. which is really good. It's really handy if your kids mm. get on well because it means less entertaining for you to do
1: and less, yeah. less refereeing
2: yeah, less all of that stuff, so yeah, no they do get on well, they sort of sometimes might have a little clash over wanting to play with the same thing, yeah. but it yes. doesn't last very long.
0: No, no, I've noticed that already with our, as I say, two and a half and a, a three-month-old. The three-month-old is clearly just still a sort of blob lying on the floor at this point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A very cute, lovely blob, but a blob nonetheless.
2: I mean, um, can the blob support its own head yet? No, 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 See, no. That's really young. I that's should probably like...
0: stop describing my infant child as a, in an inanimate object. He is a baby. Um, but he has <laughs> feelings. He has feelings. And he's lovely and cute and everything. But what's been amazing is watching the older one, Ben actually be really lovely with him because oh, I just assume. So I remember cute. talking to you Steve before the second one was born that you know you kind of think oh hang on a minute is it going to be jealousy is it going to be this and at this point three months in he just loves him he talks about him as my Freddy where's well, my Freddy
2: it can go either way yeah so the fact that he's not, I'm I feel like I'm in agony hot now. The fact that he's not <laughs> displaying emotions of jealousy at the moment means that it's unlikely that he'll sort of have this big rivalry thing going mm. on. I hope
0: so. I hope so. he keeps it. Although the thing is, we haven't got to the stage yet of the, the, the thing you were describing, the, the, the kind of toys. joint desire for toys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I also you haven't that's got to the stage
2: in. of speech. Yeah. Because he can't vocalise yet. No, so no. you don't quite know his personality. I mean, you know bits and pieces of his It's funny how
0: you try and apply that straight away, though, isn't it? I mean, he's only three months old, and we've already decided that he's this really wonderfully chilled out kid. Yeah. Because he is, you know, he, he's been really easy. He's been really, yeah, easy. we've yeah, been yeah. very fortunate. First baby, wasn't so easy. Quite challenging in places. As regular so, listeners were. As right. regular, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> But it's weird, because you do kind of already. I pointed out to my wife the other day, I was like, he's only three months old and we've already sort of decided what he's like, which is a bit mental. Because you're
2: hoping it will be a self-perpetuating prophecy. Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) Because everyone knows that every serial killer was once a baby too. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, oh, don't need, you know. I mean, I do think that it's so, like, we are all, in fact, I know, and you know, we all know as adults that we're just a total product of our childhood and our upbringing. And I don't think it really hits you till you're in your 30s. Or, Mm. you know, you start noticing that, oh, that trait that blah, blah does comes from his mum or that sort of ism or that thing or the reason that you respond like with anger to such and such is because of something that's come from your childhood. And I reckon that that, all of that shaping and forming happens primarily in primary school years Mm. and early secondary years. By the time you're in your 20s, you're done by yeah. the time you're in your 30s, you need years of therapy yeah, exactly, to undo all exactly. the weird things in your I, head. Yeah. And
1: I've, I've noticed that when I blow my top at home, mm. I have a flashback to my dad blowing his top. Yes, and he didn't yes, do it. All, he didn't me do too. it all the time, but when he did, it went bang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've caught myself after the event. i have managed to stop myself from blowing my top yet, but I can see my my own father in my behaviour yeah, and it's like and that only comes with
0: parenting I think I think you're absolutely right it only comes with parenting where I never thought I'd never really stopped to think I suppose how much am I like my dad you know uh, we, we look very alike and whatever but it's not something you really think about and it's only once I've had kids that now it's like you said Steve I can hear his voice sometimes I say so right that's enough and I can, eat, and I think, yeah. my God, that's actually my
2: dad. But talking. what's even weirder is you'll find this more and more as your kids get older. You'll start seeing thing, things in them that are you. Yeah. So my oldest is really hates doing stuff that he's not good at. He just doesn't want to do it. He doesn't want to even try and get good. At, and I was like, Oh my God, that was me. And <laughs> and he's not good at losing either. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. You know, that's me.
0: Mm. I haven't heard that yet. Yeah.
2: Oh, he's like, there was a stage where literally we'd take him to birthday parties. And if it's past the parcel, we'd be like, oh no, oh no. Like, (laughs) (laughs) and like, he didn't like it either. When people used to sing happy birthday, we'd have to whisk him out of the room. I mean, he's got over that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, and he was quite an, like, he could write and read really young. Um, And we think that we actually think he learned to read off subtitles. He had this um, obsession about putting subtitles on the telly. Okay, and actually, I know it's really good good because he sort of yeah, yeah, he sort of recognises what he's watching well yeah th- this is true <laughs> on cbb's yeah, but also stuff like he's his dad's really into gaming so you know whereas all the other parents are like yeah my child only has half an hour of screen time i'm like yeah mine only have half an hour of screen time <laughs> but like stuff like i don't know game over and you know like he could recognize words really? like, like very early That's on quite cool. yeah what well, is it though I don't know. Well, Steve and
0: I have very differing views on screen so, time. I've
2: melting um, last half of the time out, but I need to get rid yeah, of just it.
1: You some keep it down, just keep eating, it's fine. Yeah, we Yeah, Rich and I approach screen time in very, differently. very different I, I'm,
0: my, The Boys in My House mm. it's very similar, by the sounds of it, to yours. Yeah. I started out with kind of a whole set of principles and like, oh yeah, and we'll do this, and we'll do this, mm. and we'll do this. And then that has just lapsed very, very quickly. Very quickly, you realise like,
2: this is a good babysitting. Yeah, yeah, well, I've, 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 watched, I've watched, watched Peter
0: Rabbit. I've watched this episode episode of Peter Rabbit approximately fifty-seven times this week. But See? yeah, we'll just watch it again. Well, you fine. know
2: what? People once feared books, didn't they? And then they feared telly, and now they fear YouTube. <laughs> That's a good yeah. argument. Um, yeah. from and actually,
1: screen time. <laughs> yeah, the yeah,
0: yeah, it, we all do it because Steve is still a puritan on this and um, has managed to. So Jackson Charlie, doesn't watch
2: anything. My husband looks it all up extensively, like the research into it, the reports, blah blah blah, and he's swears blind that there's no academic evidence or no studies have showed that it's a bad thing i'm mm-hmm. taking that i'm See taking that yeah. running and with it I, tr- okay. I trust your husband's the 1940s opinion
1: 1940s smoking lobby is he? <laughs> 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 yeah. Did he is he working for william <laughs> morris yeah. in like the 1930s yeah, he's
2: sponsored by google obviously uh, yeah. and youtube um but uh yeah he is of the mindset that let them be ahead of the curve because yeah. that is what is the well, the, the yeah,
1: they're the next generation of Netflix viewers, aren't they?
2: Yeah. <laughs> you
1: pay your mortgage.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, look at these YouTubers. I mean, okay, so we took hours to see. Have you heard of Dan TDM? Yeah. No, what's
0: Dan? Yeah. Okay, so He's Dan
2: TDM is a YouTuber that does gaming worth so like he, okay. twenty
1: billion. Oh, I see, he right.
2: is massive. So we took them to Wembley Arena. It was packed with seven-year-olds oh, that were all Dan TDM fans. Dan did four dates and he, like his management or whatever wanted him to do way more, but he doesn't need to. He doesn't need to. Because he's loaded. Yeah, he's absolutely <laughs> minted. And it was mad. And these seven-year-olds are just watching, you know, this, they'd sort of made this sort of little plot up and this story to divide the audience into these three gangs, these three tribes that are sort of, there's this loose plot that, you know, you're all against each other and who will win. But really it was just a device to get this whole audience to just watch three kids gaming against right. each other on a big screen it's a, well, I mean, it's a money like the, for old
0: loved yeah. but esports, and is, they
2: loved it.
0: e-sports is, is enormous like that you know you got particularly in the far east you go to sort of i think in korea they have these enormous tournaments mm. where it's like football stadiums that are sold yeah. out you know eighty thousand people there all watching two blokes playing fifa on on a screen yeah. you know it's, it is mental
2: it's but mad. That,
0: I, I think that that is the future it
2: you know? re- i mean okay so we've got this virtual reality headset at home black, black and,
0: mirror fans are now the ears are pricking and up and i'm yeah. so like yeah
2: sorry am i going off on a tangent from parenting i'm so like oh i'm very much i'm analog he's digital like, i just want a phone that can make a phone call and yeah i would like to look at the internet now and again but really i don't need anything more than that and i put this headset on and right it's portable so you can take it any, like I could have bought it here today. It just fits in a bag. You don't have to link it up to your telly mm. and or a console or anything like that. It blew my mind. It actually blew my mind. I, like, there's loads of different things you can do on it. You can be in a boxing match. You can, I did this thing called Walk the Plank where I was at the top of a building on a plank looking down. It was so real I was just terrified. Like I started getting vertigo. Honestly, it blew my mind. And I'm so like, usually I'm like, that would be out of date really quickly. What we'll a waste of money. <laughs> Technology <laughs> is obsolete in two seconds. And I was just like blown away. So, and so I think I've been one round by my so husband. I
1: think that's what's. I think that's what's going to happen. It's like that from Ready Player One. Yeah. Uh, where there's all these people who are living in some kind of post-apocalyptic world who are just sat in there bombed out. Flats with virtual reality yeah. linked <laughs> yeah, up to yeah. some kind of like vitamin drip that yeah. just keeps them. Are, are you well, pushing? that is
2: kind of like a sort of Black Mirror. Concept I was about to say. I,
0: th- I think Steve is, is pitching a script and then the Black but, Mirror but episode.
1: It's true, and then I will hopefully want my son, who doesn't watch any screens at all except for seven minutes of Tottenham's uh, football highlights on a Sunday morning with <laughs> me, mm-hmm. um, to have the skills of interaction. With other human beings yeah, yeah. In, in a different way. You know, he, like, if he bumps into someone in the street, he better talk to them rather than over a headset across an internet connection. Yeah. It's just, I I, I think that screens are going to be part of his life. He won't be able to avoid it. But I, I want him to have a different basis. No, I
2: totally, I'm with, look, I haven't, I wasn't on any social media, not even Facebook or anything, till literally three years ago. I had to get on Twitter as part of a job. So I got on Twitter. And so I'm totally of the same. I was really annoyed that I liked the virtual reality. Mm. It was, I was (laughs) fighting it and fighting. I'm so with you. And like, you know i ring people on the phone for a conversation still and millennials just yeah, think that i'm like it. so yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so retro you use the phone to talk to people <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and yep. it, it's really weird because surely that's a better sort of medium than sort of using like uh, texting mm. someone is just like having a pager that's really retro yeah isn't well it? my <laughs> wife
1: records her text messages, as voice messages Oh, and sends it as sends yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've
2: seen people, people doing weird. that in the street. Yeah. Like, that's so freaky. Go, yeah. Uh, Siri, tell my wife that I will be late <laughs> home today and to put the dinner in the oven. Or whatever. But I, go,
0: I still go back to your original point there about the idea that the way things just move forward, you know, every, every decade, every generation, yeah. whatever it is, yeah. you know, things continue to, then, pro- uh, you know, progress is inevitable, as it were, whether it be positive or negative. And so I kind of just roll with the tide, I suppose. And I, I kind of... I'm happy for my boys to do that as well, in the sense that, well, look, this is is progress. This is the way society is moving. You move with it.
2: Yeah, I think everything, but in the right amount. So as long as they are still sort of interacting with other Yeah, as long as he knows how to
0: speak to people, that's that's quite important. (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, definitely. (laughs) Because my friend, so she gave her child no screen time. And this is going back now, because he's actually in secondary school now. Um, So this is probably a bit pre-iPad. She wouldn't let him go on the computer. And then... He started being really sort of nervous about going to school on a Thursday and then she couldn't get to the bottom of it and he found out, she found out that he was nervous and worried because they did computing lessons and all the other kids oh, just see. knew way more than him. Okay. Yeah. And he felt really backward. Yeah. Uh, and so I guess it's exactly what you're saying. You need to move with oh, the yeah, time. Yeah. I
1: mean, if Jackson wants to do coding... <laughs> go yeah. for it get on the HTML I, I, side. I actually yeah. think I, I, they should yeah. teach
2: coding yeah. in 100%, primary school yeah. probably no, someone's no, going to no, tell yeah. us they
1: do now so are going to probably get like an email from someone well,
2: they t- yeah you know what so I've been looking it up like to what extent it is on the curriculum and it's in so you can get like little apps and little games that sort of introduce you to it but I have seen that they do do it in some places, but I think it needs to be across the board. If we want to mm. get ahead yeah. as a nation, she says, as there's, well, there's no government in power. I don't know, the Amazon is um, burning, we, there's no we, government. Why? we
1: tilt on the edge of the apocalypse, <laughs> yes. yeah. let's do some coding in schools. Yeah.
2: yeah, let's get ahead. Yeah, we
1: are we are kind of skirting
2: around the big issues here, aren't
0: we? Yeah. Yeah. How, how long is my son allowed um, to sit on the iPad for? Well, you know, the, the, yeah. the
1: country's burning, but fine. We should point out that this episode is being recorded <laughs> did, uh in late august
2: yes uh, sorry so have i just blown
1: whatever no 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 it's song. quite all right yeah. if you're currently listening to this Broken and you're the fourth wall, bombed out it. house yeah. wearing a virtual yeah. headset there are riots <laughs> going on in the
0: street outside we might know, all be all slightly kind of yeah. slightly yeah. out of
1: date oh. do you um so jackson doesn't watch screen time but he because he goes to the nursery yeah. he comes home singing go jettas the right. Song yeah, yeah, because all oh, the other great theme, it. Tune, yeah,
0: yeah. He yeah, yeah. theme tune does not know best theme tune on TV. Tune it's like the disco funk type thing. Yeah. You know yeah. I, mean? it's I know. Go go, 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 go all around the world. You know that one.
2: I'd know yeah. if oh, I know it. it's very good. It's
1: like being in the same room it. as one, one of the go I've got a Jettas mental there.
2: block of how it goes.
1: But so he's he's using um that to socialise. Yeah. 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 Even though he's not watched it. Yeah. Because he's trying to fit in. Yeah, because he wants to fit. Don't you his, think, his Dad? Mates.
2: You should let him watch one episode now. I or do you think that opens the floodgates? I think he may have watched one episode.
1: The um, thing is,
2: right? So my they're first about seven one, minutes long, aren't they? Seminar, yeah, yeah, about that. My first one had like no sugar till he was about three. Yeah, and I was like policing it, and then even then, it was like when we went to someone's house and they shoveled jelly down. You know, so yeah. I and then by the time you get to number two, then. You know, whatever. yeah, whatever. <laughs> so, although Jackson is not watching Go, <laughs> go Jetters, good luck with that because mm. it won't last long.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, because think, you just can't help it. Well,
0: because and to go back to Steve's point, I think this is going to link us beautifully into Cookie. Yeah, your we lovely should new get book. into that. We should get into that. Yeah. Is that idea of fitting in? Because that's something I've often thought about. Is that when, by the time sort of Ben gets to gets a bit, he's still young enough now that it doesn't really matter. But when he's sort of three, four, five. That that becomes social currency, doesn't it? It's like you said. He's come back and he's singing about Gojet, even though he doesn't really know what it is. So that it's it's odd and c- kind of scares me how young that starts to become an issue. Because okay. I'm already thinking with so Ben being two and a half, is he going to fit in? Is he going to be popular? Is you know yeah. do, do other kids like him? It's that it's is happening
2: the minute they are out of the womb. Mm, yeah. And like, so kids are all a blank canvas. They know nothing. Donald Trump, Nigel Farage, you, me, everyone here. Once upon a time, we had no preconceptions of anything. And slowly, as they grow older and older and older, it's the stuff that we paint in that goes in there. So, you know, what I was saying about, yeah, we should teach them coding in primary schools. I also think it's really important from when they're young that they know that, you know, there's starving kids that live over here and these people mm-hmm. are refugees that come across on a boat. Because actually, we've got into a s- sort of cycle of really. Wrapping kids up in contumul. And I'm not saying that let's just traumatize them. But kids are really resilient. And actually, they're much more sort of open-minded to everything they're not cynical and jaded like us and if things strike their core when they're young so if it's just the norm to i don't know it's just the norm that we all want to help each other and that's what brings happiness rather than help ourselves then they will calibrate differently mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. Agree, whereas yeah. you know what you were saying about fitting in we've mm. turned into a society where because we just want more and more and more people want to be more fashionable they want more money they want more properties they want more of everything more power more more, you know, everything that to fit in. We're all doing that and on really tiny levels as well. So whether it's, I don't know, that now, I don't know, people turn their nose up at a bar of soap because the norm has become you have a plastic dispenser of soap. And if you don't, that's, you know, so we're setting these sort of standards for ourselves, that we're all striving to keep up with. And so then you think, oh, well, I should buy my kids this and blah, 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 blah. And they are happy, it's a cliche, to play with a cardboard box. Yeah. And they're they're not aware of all of the stuff on offer. We are, and no, we're putting that in their heads. We're not we, buying we,
1: him a Superman or a Spider-Man t-shirt or mm. toy yeah, or whatever. Yeah, you're setting his sort of m- Marvel mindset stuff, by he's doing... He's starting to yeah, think there's yeah. some exactly. value in this yeah, plastic yeah, yeah. figure of Iron Man yeah. that is above and beyond the value of, I don't know, an apple. Yes, you know that's 100%. I, 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 you're exactly right what you say, I think, that you need to start with them with their young and condition. Yeah. Them. And so we're doing litter at the moment with Jackson. So yeah. you know, when he has a, something to eat and there's a wrapper, the wrapper goes in the bin and the reason the wrapper doesn't go in the bin yeah, yeah. go it's going to hurt animals. It'll hearten the world. And yes. It'll, you know, animals might die, Daddy. And he's like, yeah, that's right, Jackson. Animals might die if you drop litter on the floor. And just to make it as simple mm. as possible. And then he sees that his sister who's obviously one and a half with an uh, isolated wrapper. He's like, oh, she must put that in the bin or animals will die.
2: Yeah. No, yeah. but yeah. That's, that's the way to do it. Because I now, to this day... Hate wasting food because my parents would always make me eat everything on the plate. And it's yeah. better to put less on the plate and then take more than just to put loads and then just end up throwing all this food in yeah. the bin because they came over from Bangladesh where, you know, loads of people can't afford to eat. And so stuff like that has gone in the book because, like I say, things that strike you to your core mm. when you're young. You take with you for life, so. And that's you know, both,
0: but that's both positive and negative, isn't it? Because the thing that, that that's always, st- you know, rung true in my mind, is prejudices, whether it be racism, homophobia, mm. misogyny, whatever it might be. Those are things that are put onto a kid at some point. Yeah. So in the same way that what Steve's doing with Jackson and with Litter, you know, that's like kind of a, a positive message and trying to get that positive vibe into him on on that particular subject. At some point, someone, somewhere, any kid that grows up to be a racist... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they don't, you're, not racist, you're not born racist. Exactly you're not born homophobic. Right.
2: Yeah. So, so
0: it's, it's just so important that you're putting those right messages into them at that early stage.
2: Yeah. So I remember being really young and hearing, uh, like, a woman's voice on the radio. And I, was, I must have been really, really young at the time. And I thought, but I didn't think women were on the radio. And I didn't like it mm. because I thought, but that sounds wrong. But mm. it only sounds wrong because I hadn't heard it. Now, you'd never think that because, you know, it's... Well, yeah. it's a lot better than it <laughs> used to be. I can't <laughs> say it's perfect. But the point is, is you know, you need to get kids conditioned to all of this stuff. And then anything is possible. Like, anything is possible. People fought the smoking ban, didn't they, before mm. it came into effect. Non-smokers and smokers alike were like, smokers will be second-rate citizens on the street corner. This is awful. The minute you change it at the root quite quickly we wouldn't have it any other way same mm. with wearing seat belts whatever if you know if i came in here now
1: drink drone drink yeah.
2: driving yeah things are just you know people are often nutters until something's normal and then they're trailblazers you know suffragettes and maybe no different to sort of extinction rebellion people or whatever i'm just giving mm. examples So
1: are we saying that brexit's good then
2: um we don't <laughs> but to tell you the truth we have no yeah. idea no we don't, we don't know no what's good and what's bad but we can only use what we think but what i would say is that there's lots of people that think you know helping yourself is a better outcome so brexit is us having like, let's reclaim our independence and let's make our own laws let's just do our own thing and help ourselves and People think that brings happiness as opposed to helping each other.
1: Well, this, I heard on the radio this morning someone talking about the environment, and they said the whole of society is set up along capitalist principles. Yeah, which totally. Is to create wealth and that's not compatible with saving the planet? No it isn't, Hmm. of course
2: it isn't you know what, everything is about ease and wealth, so even the example I gave you of the soap dispenser Mm. you know, we didn't need that did we really, but we've got it and it's in everything, you know, we used to use chalk on a blackboard but instead we'll have like a whiteboard now made of plastic or whatever it's in everything, so in really really subtle ways, so it's not just the big things like let's drive an electric car or let's you know, all become vegetarian, it's in every little thing that we do because we
0: how do you you, so how do you communicate this to your boys then
2: i think well i mean yeah mine are five and seven but like you were saying it's all that thing of i don't know if they're brought up to sort of know the difference between recycling and so my husband will sometimes get a carrier bag and put it in the bin not even in recycling and it's not because he's not into the environment he's just not thinking Yeah, yeah he it's Because he's had a lifetime Of not doing that. We're so conditioned because we had a lifetime of smokers smoking in buildings. Mm. We fought it and we were too used to it. The minute it's changed at the core, it becomes normality. Mm. So people, I don't know, took in evacuees because it was the norm. It wasn't like this is this choice. We've got war. You can have a kid if you want. It was like you have to. So I'm just giving this as an example. If we all had to have a refugee and it was the norm, then we wouldn't think like, oh, I don't want a stranger in my house because it'd just be part of normality. It's really hard to do at our end because we're so ingrained, like I said. Mm. But with children, they don't know what the norm is. You look at the climate protesters, the Greta Thunbergs Mm -hmm. of the world. They are much better at all of this than we are. Um, And also, they haven't got that sort of capitalist sort of I want more thing at the age of seven or six. they've
1: They've got the innocence of believing that you look after each other. and We've got the cynical yes yeah, stronger together that actually <laughs> we look after ourselves and that's the only way I can be certain that's our mentality. yeah and there, there's, a, there's a reason a pe-
0: there's a reason people get less left wing as they get older generally speaking i know that's not yeah, i know yeah, that's yeah, a no, generalization but uh, i know so many people who at the age of 18 25 you know, rabidly left wing. Like, really, mm-hmm, I'm, mm-hmm. I can think of several people in my own family. Yeah. And then as you get older, you get into your 30s, you get a mortgage, suddenly you're paying for kids, suddenly you're doing it, you know, and so You start career, to think about how much tax you you're just, paying. Exactly. And then all of but a you sudden. You know
2: what? The tax thing really gets me because these. People at right wings are always like shop a scrounger, shop a scrounger. People are claiming benefits that shouldn't be. Why is that any difference from people trying to get their tax down and avoiding tax? Mm. Whereas if kids are just taught this is the norm. Like we'll do this and we'll have good hospitals, good schools, we won't need private mm. schools. You know, all schools will be good. Everything will recalibrate. At first, there's always an adjustment, and that's the problem. People don't want to go through the adjustment to get to the no. great place that we could be in. If you So see let, all I mean. right, let's
0: say, let's say you're private. Prime minister right let's oh, make gosh, you prime minister right now yeah i think oh, actually, so, i yeah, might be better do. than boris well i was gonna say yeah, yeah. Or, who, or whoever, <laughs> whoever actually... is the prime minister <laughs> as this podcast goes out oh, yeah could be bloody anyone if we at this have point, a prime minister when the um, podcast goes number up. 10 is still standing um but let's say all right so thinking specifically about you know how we're, we're influencing our children and how mm. things specifically related to that mm. what would what would be you know like money no object what would be the thing you'd want to do
2: if money was no option. Yeah, for, for like, a, literally, a just prime Minister, completely hypothetical. For climate change. Or, or for, for, for kids. Well, okay, in so order, what in I order, would in do, in I order would to make it compulsory these messages. in schools that you would learn, like, so I don't know whether you call it citizenship or whatever, but it's actually part of the curriculum to learn about values of altruism, right, so the, so we used to have a top rate of 90, I think it's 95% mm. of tax in the 60s. Yeah, something 60s, like that. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. At the time, it was just the norm. We will never be able to go back to because that seems mental. But, It's only for people that can afford it. Mm. You know, what more do you need once you've got a roof over your head, Mm. once you've got food in your mouth? And And a virtual
1: reality headset.
2: Well, this is the important key thing. Friends and family that give you, because that's what real happiness is. So like anything that is sort of a material good that makes you happy, the iPhone 1000, you are happy for all of, till the iPhone 2,000 comes out and then you're chasing it, the 3,000, the 4,000, the 5,000. So the happiness is just very bite size, but you liked it so much you want the next bit and the next bit, but you're forever chasing it. Mm. But in doing that, you know, the money is going on these consumer goods for yourself or whatever. Um whereas I don't know, to take your friends out for a mere I don't know, spending it on charity or other people, mm. people would go, uh what, you want fifty pounds to give to I don't know, whatever good a, a cause goat goat it for is. Oxfam, yeah. yeah. But they wouldn't think twice about fifty pounds on an Uber or on a new top or another pair of shoes that they don't mm. need whereas when you go that 50 pounds could actually save a life and when you think a life is like what Jackson has to Mm. to get you know that is a Mm. big deal and Mm. every now and then we dip out of it because we'll see a picture of a baby washed up on a beach and we'll be like oh my gosh this is awful and suddenly we're out and then you forget about the baby on the beach and it's trending that I don't know the royals are doing this or whatever and you forget about it whereas if the baby on the beach is something that's in your consciousness or that goes to your core when you're young your happiness will sort of be derived i believe yeah you can you can cover on this if you're if from when you're young it's the norm that you know that actually we do this and we give to whatever and we redistribute income a bit and the happiness that you get is from having family and friends and people that you actually care about mm-hmm. then Suddenly, you won't. I honestly can say I do not mm. get the happiness from buying new That's clothes. So. I haven't bought a new item of clothing since we pizza. But why? It's because I'm selfish like everyone else. Yeah. I don't get the happiness yeah, yeah. from that yeah. because I've been conditioned sort of differently just to derive my happiness. But I can totally get it that people do mm. and people play loads for therapy. And maybe if the new shoes is your therapy, it's a really complex thing yeah. Yeah. where we derive happiness from, but it's all that we can want. I-
1: I, I, I'm with you I'm with you I, I I, when we became parents my wife and yeah. I, we, as soon as you get your head around the idea you can buy second hand baby stuff mm. or you can have second hand baby stuff it changes your finances dramatically mm. because you realise you don't need a brand new yeah. and also everyone's
2: got friends it, whose exactly, kids have grown exactly, out exactly. of that
1: yeah. stuff but my point was going to be about when You've got mm. kids, and when they're younger, you get inside their heads, and it potentially changes their behaviour further on down the line. Mm. Uh, and this altruism uh, idea, and this you know giving, you know, you are ex Blue Peter presenter. Mm. We all will all remember totalisers from Blue Peter about kids giving oh, the charity stuff. The charity I mean, stuff. Yeah. Blue that Peter was, um, was woke before that was, woke. That was a massive <laughs> yeah. thing, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, of, of people remembering you mm. know you'd and there'd be kids that would do sponsored stuff i don't know if your kids still do it at school everyone take their sponsorship form yeah, yeah, around yeah, all yeah, the relatives yeah. because we're raising money for some uh, uh charity of starving children in africa you know mm-hmm. the late 80s michael burke you know ethiopia that kind of stuff yeah, yeah we've got a generation of people now who grew up through that and we're still not quite we're not seeing and we have a capitalistic we're still capitalists aren't <laughs> we
2: yeah because people don't join up the dots so mm. you know we we're saying this thing of like oh, don't buy loads of clothes or i don't know be vegetarian or i think People have this mentality of "I won't make a difference," yeah. and it's kind of true to some extent because you won't unless everyone does mm. it. And when I say everyone, it needs to be everyone globally, yeah. and this is mm. the big problem. But if you don't lead by example, then it will never happen even globally. No. But you're absolutely right; people don't join the dots. So, um, like I, I am um, bumped, into, and this sounds like really flash, but I saw Prince Harry at some. Uh-huh. Thing. it was the screening Hazard. actually but Hazard a next David time you see him <laughs> ask him
1: if he fans coming on the okay, podcast I
2: but I just mentioned him he was saying about oh uh, I don't know we were talking about Meg- oh yeah Megan was expecting a baby blah, blah blah and I don't know how the conversation got onto it it was obviously because of the whole like climate change thing because we were watching this David Attenborough thing and then I just said to him the thing of uh clothing like oh I just think it's fast fashion it's crazy blah 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 and he said but that's a whole different story right and the thing is is it isn't it isn't a whole different what did he mean by that well i think he probably thought oh no i don't want to get into this now (laughs) and also you know megan is this is the thing all these people like it's really difficult because they don't want to appear too preachy and i get that people have all got their stuff that makes them feel better which is why i think we're beyond help start with the kids but like you know so she's a fashion icon or whatever. These magazines make right, these you know all these women's magazines and all these all the media us that's me and you as no. well we're all to blame they we feel this thing of like mm. Mm, that's not on the catwalk this season can you so imagine megan
1: wore the same dress out yeah that's times. what
2: i mean the, so the, maybe he didn't... the
1: world would go into meltdown yeah
2: whereas i do it all the time yeah. well, and, i do yeah and everyone does everyone normal does, us yeah. you know but the point is if if megan did it would be brilliant because it would say that's okay. And then maybe other celebs would. Yeah.
0: You know, who's, who's going to be the trailblazer? Who's that's the question, gonna, and that's it? the
2: thing. And then I was saying this thing of like, so all the books that I've done there, so this one's sort of to do with learning mm-hmm. and cookies very much into science. We've got a real dearth of kids going into STEM learning. And the problem is, is if things are painted as worthy or education is painted as, you know, boring, then you're not going to want to do it. And I'm Blue Peter and sort of all of my, everything that I've ever done, I've always had this sort of thought and it's the same with Netflix, Binge being, or whatever. If something is entertaining and it's educational too, it's win-win because it's stealth education. You're being entertained but then you're learning about Pablo Escobar or whatever it is. So basically, in that book, there's like all this stuff to do with STEM learning. Mm -hmm. There's all this there's loads of values of like social awareness and she has the same thing where her mum says to her about finishing the food on the plate just little things sewn in Um, and so if you're sort of I don't know doing it through enjoyment you're getting all this information into kids without them realising it. Book two is totally about climate change. Book three is about coding and hacking. Hence, I was looking up the national curriculum. But the point is, is that I was like, then it would be really good if the money from these books, if it ever starts going into profit or whatever, like from could go back to the cause it's about, but it'd be good to, for something tangible. Like, I don't know, every book sold will whatever, if it's the environment, plant a tree or what, I, I don't mm. know what. But the point is, then I was just, so I was saying this and it turns into this conversation about whether if people give money to charity, like celebs or whatever, whether they should keep quiet about it or whether it's showing off or whatever. So this is kind of similar to what you're saying about Meghan wearing the same clothes twice. And I was like, the more that people shout about giving money to charity who cares if someone thinks they're showing off or whatever if it changes the fact that it becomes the norm so instead mm-hmm. of having a sunday times rich list you have a sunday times giving back list these people don't need those millions but they want adulation because their egos maybe and they or, want to be higher up the rich list imagine if they got the adulation for like when i die i'm leaving 95 Origin- percent
1: just we're just fascinated by it as you know, a society. I don't know whether... We're
2: fascinated by things that we want, right? Okay, well that, so we're so fascinated by power, we're fascinated by being more fashionable, by being more good-looking, by being richer, by being, you know, that's because that's what we want.
0: That's that's all true, T. But what I, what I want to pull this back mm. to, I've been sitting here listening, and it's mm. very, very interesting, <laughs> yeah. but what we're talking about in terms of wanting our kids to be altruistic, yes. we want them to have social awareness, we want them to be aware of, you know, good, good education versus bad education, all those things. yeah, yeah. What what I'm sitting here thinking is I don't know anybody who doesn't try and put those values into yeah. their children, right? So when when you're talking about kids at the, at the age that you're Ben's right. boy Jackson is or my boy Ben is, everybody's trying to do yeah. that. We all teach them. We but teach the them to share nicely. Is... We teach them to be aware of other people, aware of other people's emotions, yeah, yeah, all those yeah. things. So what I'm curious about is where do you think we lose it? Where does I it Where it does it go? To where to does be it tip a away?
2: Government... It needs to be a compulsory thing so that gradually, and it won't happen quickly, but we're almost like... So, So you know, I said this thing about not buying new clothes. So a lot of my friends have got quite... And, you know, that whole make-do and like Mm. mend and make-do thing, it's all Mm. taken up. But I noticed I met up with a couple of friends the other day and and then one of them said to the other, "Oh, I love your top or whatever." And then she was like, "This is like ten years old or whatever." I'm doing that thing you said, Connie or whatever. Like this is. And then suddenly we were all trying to outdo each other on how shabby or how yeah, old. Yeah, you yeah. know, if we change what we think is cool. So in Sweden they have this thing lagom, mm. and it took off um, in a massive uh, way as being a sort of trendy thing. In a sort of weird way, feminism has sort of become trendier, which can. Mm only be a good thing to perpetuate change but change is incremental it's slow but if if Lagom took off here and Lagom is just the right amount we don't need a million items of clothing Mm -hmm. we don't need you know anything other than just the right amount when i so when i was moving in the between moving house me and my husband were living in like literally a shoebox with our firstborn and all of my stuff was in in my mum's house and i suddenly quickly forgot what is all that stuff because i'm i can't even remember what it is and like it took ages for us actually to get moved because we had all these property issues which is a whole other story but the thing is <laughs> you learn quite quickly that you don't need much right yes yeah, true and um this whole Whole thing of Lagon was people were sort of it was cooler. So like if I'd come onto your podcast now and I'd say to you hey guys like my top is made out of gold it's gold thread or whatever you would just think oh, that's really tacky and gross or showy or you know how you might judge someone because you know maybe there's somebody and they don't everything is to do with tastes and what's on our social level anyway so if you went to someone's house and they had gold lions outside the door maybe it's their taste it's not your taste you might think it's showy what we need to do is make taste like oh you know if someone's like got what she's got another handbag that's just a, do you see what i mean and mm. it can only be done at the stem mm. but mm. it's but, also but, incremental like i was how, saying about, how
0: can you do on with a toddler i mean i'm looking well, at I the amount it's... of stuff that my, no, my but boy they has go but...
2: grow up so it's sort of like i said about the yeah you can do all this little stuff now and like i'm saying they can do it in the schools and then slowly all these people so like if you think that the, you're right we're all taught this stuff but the trumps and the Farage's, or whoever it is that you think hasn't got the right i'm just giving examples it might be someone else that you think hasn't quite got a serial killer is a better example forget them well i don't something know trump and farage would still when be. you look at a, the the um into the childhood of a serial killer mm-hmm. studies show there's always something weird that's happened or something in their upbringing or whatever mm-hmm. similarly on the flip side while i was on blue peter the amount of people i met whereas i was like, so how did you get to do such and such or whatever and like for instance this guy that had he designed the qm2 which is the biggest passenger cruise ship in existence today it's got five people. this that and the other he said when i was really young i saw the sinking of the qm one and it really affected me and i thought i really want to design the next you know ship to outdo mm. this one but it's unlike i can tell you loads of other stories something that got to someone when they were young it just strikes i i think cool. i think
1: that's right and i think i think that's quite rare still that some that people's yeah. later life is dictated to by something that happens. There's a it goes back to what I was saying earlier. There is a period where you lose whatever your childhood is. I mm. think you're right, and
2: which is around your twenties. Because you I'll speak to
1: kids now and you say, What do you want to be? I want to be a police, I want to be a fireman, I wanna yeah. be a spaceman, da 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 they won't. They'll be working in a call centre. Potentially, yeah, 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 yeah. Or they'll raise money for, you know, a really good charitable yeah. course at school. But when they're older, they won't. But there's that's my there's point some point the in the middle where
0: that's they...
2: That's kind of what yes, I'm saying about I know, where you know lose. What? I think the Because in my 20s, I was so into, like, fashion and this. And I was just, like, you know, wanted to be... Like, all of that sort of superficial stuff, mm. which was totally sort of the... end. I'd sort of been quite square growing up and not into any of that. Mm. And then you go through this rebellion, but then you sort of rebellion and whatever you want to call it phase. But then I've reverted back to that sort of before mm. thing after having gone through that period mm. of being like, really like, oh, this is trendy and this label and whatever. So I do think you're right. I think that- we need,
1: I think the answer uh, is just my opinion. I think the answer is we need to look at ourselves a lot more because I don't, I think if you say to ask parents, are you trying to put these good values into your children? They're going to say, yes, of course they are. Everyone's going to say but that. But I think but we uh, need to uh, look to are, government uh, more as are, well. But are we doing it? Are we actually doing what we say we're doing? When we look at ourselves and think, well, like, okay, how much am I actually practicing what but It's I'm a big preaching. thing for
2: you to do as a parent. Yeah, of course. No, It's a societal mm. thing of, that of needs course, to Of course, but that's
1: how, that's how change happens, isn't it? Because, because- most
2: people are nice, even mm. whether they want to avoid taxes or whatever. I mean, on some level, even, you know... Like you know, I've met say Boris Johnson or whatever before. He seems like a nice person, but deep-seated. His there's something in his mentality. So, you know, your parents can teach you please and thank you and blah 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 blah. Mm. If you grow up in a society where it's the norm to do something, you only want to do it to fit in. So, you know, if everyone has an amazing house that looks like it's from a show home then you'll want that because mm. you'll feel embarrassed if you've been to their house and it's amazing after you show them and then you invite them to your hovel. You know, <laughs> you're feeling embarrassed because it's what you said of fitting in. Mm. So it, 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 we can't, it needs to be a whole mm. shift of many different things. I suppose this
0: goes back to that thing that the stage, it, I, I guess there's a difference at play here in terms of your boys are a little bit older than our kids mm. and we're still at that stage. I know Jackson in particular is a little bit older and he's starting to get more awareness of the outside world. We're still in that world, I think, to an extent where we are their world. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they haven't really been exposed properly to society and understanding of all that. Whereas your boys now they're in school, starting to question. Starting yes. to get there, He's starting to question if he it's sees. It's interesting. Uh, I think the way the perspectives that we take is uh, are slightly different yeah. because to me and Steve, the way we behave is still the yeah. biggest impact by yes, a long yeah, distance yeah, yeah. On, on how not, our kids see yeah, the world. Yeah. Whereas your your kids are at that age now influences. where
1: Jackson yeah, Jackson's yeah. starting to ask if he sees somebody by the station sat on the floor. With yeah. a notice saying, you know, I'm hungry, I'm homeless, yeah. or whatever. He'll ask what that person's doing. Yeah. The other day, he saw somebody, some people vaping.
2: Yeah.
1: And he was asking, what What's that? What's that thing that person's got in their mouth? And then the whys and that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's when the door starts to open. Yeah, yeah. Is that that and you can point, get in yeah. and start to you know help yeah. them. You know, build. You know, you can't create the child you want to, but you you can what you give them back then at that pace. Is, the, is what they'll carry forward. So I will start to try and explain to them about homelessness or about litter or about smoking. Another dad might go, don't, don't, you know, that person's lazy. Yeah, 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 that exactly. That person's lazy, you mm-hmm. know? But
2: the, the other dad isn't a horrible person. It's in his upbringing and his mentality that he just thinks, I mean, what I mean yeah. is, I mean, he might be a horrible person, don't so, get me wrong, so, but what I'm just yeah. saying is we're not by, des- mo- the majority of us by design, like we have some form of empathy. Mm. But it's like nurturing that, the more you can get of it it when you're young, the better. And actually studies have shown that reading is a really amazing medium Mm, for empathy. And like, um, you know, so there was uh, this, um, so just in like prison, (laughs) Just going off on a But, you know, if prisoners... <laughs> read, How
0: many tangents have we swerved okay, off on it? That. This, this is, is amazing. Okay,
2: no, I'm not going to go off on the right <laughs> tangent. But the point is, is the more empathy someone has, if they become the president of the USA or the head of a FTSE 100 company or whatever, they might want to be that person that doesn't just increase the fat cat salary that wants to give to the workers mm. or that wants to even do a charitable thing through the company, not just because it's ticking a box, but because they want to. And there are people like that. There are. But it's just that (laughs) their upbringing has maybe been better than the other ones who just want it all for me, me, me. But Mm. the big thing is, is you don't take it with you when you die, Mm. right? So even fine, you know, like I said, we're all beyond help. I don't want to be too preachy to adults because I think they're just too far gone. And I don't really want to be preachy anyway. It's just we're on the uh, cusp of Armageddon. But the point is, (laughs) is that when you die, you don't take it with you. And so we're all like, while we're alive, like scrabbling around being, you know, helping us or whatever. And if it can just redistribute when you go, if that was composite or something, I don't know. But mm. it's just sort of seems like there's some mental disconnect that mm. there's people are dying and the Amazon's dying and all this stuff. But the main problem is, is that we think I can't do anything on my own. Yes. yes. That is the crux of Everything and it yeah. needs to be. Everything. It start, It
0: starts with politics and it extends into every other part of social living. Really, and
2: it? but it's tackling tatt- it at the roots. I, yeah, yeah, I like, think.
1: I think it's, it's, it's a, it's a, clash, isn't there, between we want big change, but is big change going to happen with one big decision, or is big change going to happen because lots of people make lots of little changes, which results in a big you know, one big change. Yeah. It's, no one knows the right answer, it but it's certainly a combination. Yeah, it's certainly not a bad thing as a parent mm. to try and help your kids understand the world by talking through the things that we've spoken about do
0: you think that you you you've become more of an advocate for change by by becoming a parent because i know i certainly that i think for me certainly i I have done
2: ah yes and also from my own parenting Mm. Uh, i mean being brought up by my parents so you know my parents grew up in a village in bangladesh so weirdly i probably can empathize more with i don't know being a refugee or what Mm. you know All of that stuff. Whereas if it's something so alien to you that it's like a sort of brown face far away or whatever. It's almost like, you know, It's I know this is going to sound like a mental, this is going to sound really mental. But just say if you kill a fly or Mm. whatever, you know, it's just like, well, they don't have any feelings that fly. So it doesn't matter. So who cares? But to the fly, it's all of their world. Do you see what I mean? But then they might not have a nervous system or whatever. And obviously... You know, the more something is alien to you, the less yeah. you, you know, and yeah. I know it's sounding like I'm saying like people liken people far away to flies or whatever. And it's not something other than the fact that it's not in their face. I, I,
1: I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. You, you, you know, the the fact you don't understand some, some other, you know, way of life or in that case, uh, life experience is not an excuse for dismissing yeah. it. It's you, a basic you, rules of empathy, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we, you, you know, you talk about the, the the fly analogy or whatever. We talk about with Jackson about, you know, don't kill animals. You know, yeah, yeah. You know, snails. Don't tread on snails, Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we, you know, back because in my mind, th- I've got serial killer. You know, he starts off with <laughs> snails, and before you know it, he's pulling yeah. feathers out of birds. And yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's that, how that, it starts. That's, isn't that's it? how yeah. it starts. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, hopefully, he'll been in a position to to travel and see some. Well, we're fortunate we live in london which mm. is cosmopolitan. cosmopolitan metropolitan you know multicultural mm. he'll go to, you know we live in East london and he's going to go to a school you know there'll be classrooms with lots of um uh different people different, different cultures countries and yeah. you know languages and that mm. kind of stuff so he'll, he'll that become a, a normality to him in a way that perhaps in a kind of an oxfordshire village perhaps he might not mm. have yeah, that
0: yeah. I- that experience so um, I've thought of that of my own own upbringing I'm very very keen for that to be replicated for Ben and Freddie where I mean we're from the same part of the world Connie same part of West London and the school I went to was so culturally diverse and ethnically diverse and I remember specifically it wasn't until I went to university that I really encountered racism I remember somebody I can specifically remember the incident Yeah, like being at university and somebody saying something and me spinning around like recoiling what the hell are you talking about what what and, and it and it was because I was grown I I grew up in a school environment which was, was, was which norm. was that diverse and that's, and that's, that's what you want for your kids
2: that's why so in kids books you know there's a real drive to just put characters from all mm. sorts of backgrounds and ethnicities and you know the more you have i don't know Gay parents in a story, the more it's just the norm mm. Mm. rather than...
0: So you, you wouldn't ever worry about tokenism in, in that sense, in the sense that you it's actually it's a positive. The more tokenism so there is, the better, you have frankly. To,
2: remember I said you have to go through a change which can often be worse to get to the mm. better situation. So tokenism... Brexit.
1: <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> it could
2: be no more of a B word um, um, so to, yeah tokenism is something we have to go through in a mm. way to get to it being a norm so yeah, I was yeah, I the that. first British Bangladeshi present on Blue Peter or you know there's a big deal made of the fact that I was Asian doing the job that I did and at the time I didn't like it because I used to think but I'm normal too you know this <laughs> yeah, marks me out as that's other not, and that's different not
0: the only way I identified and and you know what? What? Yeah. well I watched yeah. the OJ
2: Simpson doc and OJ was trying to be sort of like a white jock and everything And it was sort of a similar thing. He just wanted to be the same, but also you're sort of being racist against your own in doing Mm. that. But the point is you have to do that. You have to have what's deemed as tokenism in order to get, so I had to hear the, the female voice on the radio for that to be like, okay, that's not, something that isn't done okay then you hear a few more and then suddenly it's just like Mm. voices on radios can be male or female yeah
1: and we talk about this in terms of parenting you know dads get involved in parenting um and hopefully my kids will see me as a much more hands-on dad and available and you know working a short week and taking share parental leave and being around for like three months while mum went back to work and that kind of stuff and they'll pick that up and then they'll take it forward to the next generation Mm. and and that's then when Jackson is a father, uh, if he becomes a dad, yeah, he went. His generation went in question whether dads take yeah, time. Yeah, it could work be a mum that does this or yeah, a dad exactly. that does it
2: in a similar way. You know, I remember when in school, a uh, friends of mine's parents were divorcing, and it was just so like, huh? they're getting divorced. Is this now? Parents divorce re- left, mm. right, and centre. It's ex- accepted. Families mm. are made up of all sorts of sort of half-sisters and step-brothers, and it just doesn't matter. Mm. Um, you know, and similarly, so th- the book is about a girl, and studies have showed that sort of boys will read books about boys, girls will read books about boys and girls, but boys very rarely read books about girls so I've tried yeah so I've tried to you know so J.K. Rowling was J.K. Rowling because to put Joanne Rowling could have alienated you know and things are changing now but I really thought I want to make a strong female character but actually it doesn't really it's neither here nor there whether she's male or female, and you know, fingers crossed. So far, I've had good feedback yeah. from boys, but just just little things like that, subtle yeah. things. We we had
0: a guy on the podcast ages ago now who wrote that you remember the book uh, Mini Rabbit, yeah, um, I, whose name escapes me. I'm afraid, sorry, that's terribly rude. But he was he was brilliant, mm. and he was talking mm. about this character, which is just a, a, a little rabbit, and it's mm. for, it's for really young kids as book. Yeah. And it wasn't until I, I'd Bond. already read the John Bomb, thank you. And it was only after I'd read the book, and he mentioned it, and we yeah. had him on the podcast. That I realised this creature was completely gender neutral. In yeah, 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 Not in the sense that he'd made a point of the creature bit, the rabbit being gender yeah, yeah, neutral. Yeah. It was not At no point was it referenced whether it was a he or a she.
2: Yeah.
0: And it really that really hit home with me, a bit like you were saying, you know, yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. That, and you were like, oh, yeah, of course, because it doesn't matter.
2: You know, so what I've done, I've done comedic comic strips throughout the book. But the, so there's she has a cat and the cat is black, but the cat just looks white. She's from a British Bangladeshi background, but that's irrelevant. Mm. That's just what she happens to be. And so all the characters, you can't really tell what their ethnicity is. You know, her best friend's black, but it doesn't... And it's quite important that you don't see colour in Mm. those pictures. Mm. And similar for the black cat, that's why it doesn't matter because, you know, as I sort of think, all people, the important things are happiness and sadness, you know, and actually... the feelings you feel we're all the same really all the things like I don't know colour is no different from having different eye colour or whatever and ethnicity it's the set dressing yeah you might live in a village in Bangladesh or you might live in a city but if your best friend ditches you it hurts just as much whether yeah, you're yeah. there or yeah, here yeah. similarly you might be in a five-star resort on holiday or in a mansion and you're laughing with your family or you might be in a caravan you know in a caravan park laughing with your family and the laughter is the same happiness and sadness mm. is irrelevant yeah. of any of the set dressing it's only done through sort of friendships family acceptance among people you mm. love and that love you back but we're I conditioned that- don't we uh
1: to think that the people with the money in the big house are gonna be having a somehow better life yeah. than the people. That goes back to, like let's I go say, back to what we were talking about before, have, yeah.
2: they have that short burst of happiness when they get the next iPhone. But then they're just chasing it and there's always gonna yep. be someone with more. You know, there'll always be someone with more likes on your Twitter or more friends or more, you know, whatever to superficially, but it's quality, not quantity, I, really. I, I, and it's think that, that happiness. What you
0: I think that's it. And I think I'm aware, <clears throat> my God, we've been talking for 55 minutes. Oh right, we be better shout. There's so uh, much
2: more to say. I need to tell you about the book. I
0: haven't mentioned the book
2: enough. It's a brilliant book. We, w-
0: we will get plenty of references uh, about the book into the introduction, I promise. Because it, mean, is, it is, does look amazing. it's Bridget
2: Jones meets Wimpy Kid, but we've gone off on this tangent, which makes it sound like everything is really worthy. <laughs> but my whole point was education world entertainment. View in a childhood. Yeah, so basically, that's the whole point. It's all really entertaining and funny. And all the woke stuff is really stuff. <laughs> i've not done it well no no i think
0: no i think i think there's plenty in there that we've talked bridget
2: jones meets wimpy kid does not sound to you like you know naomi klein doesn't So that's what i'm saying to you (laughs) it's not
0: political manifesto that you've written Uh, okay but i do i do think the idea that essentially what you've said we've gone round we've gone round the houses via many many tangents Mm. i think basically fundamentally the message you've given us there at the end about the the importance of happiness and sadness and essentially it's those all being matters. the key things. All you and can actually want is happiness context, in life. Context is irrelevant. Happiness and sadness is what it all comes down yeah. to. And I like to think, I like to think, I don't know if I'm doing it properly all the time, but that that's what we're, I'm trying to teach my boys about. And I know, Steve, that's what you're... Yeah. Like with your it's kids. not about stuff, is it? And it's a, not about stuff. It's about happiness and sadness. And we, I think the more you can keep that up... And, you know, you don't lose that in terms of the messaging that you're giving to your children as they get older and they they get more exposed to external factors and to the world. You just keep reiterating that message. The happy person with
2: a simple life is winning over the unhappy millionaire. There you go. But then most people would still choose to be the millionaire, (laughs) even knowing that, because you still feel that, nah, that can't be right.
1: No, it's the miserable miserable lottery winner.
2: Yeah. You, you just think, well, you can buy, be you'll be able to buy that money. happiness with the money if you've yeah. got those millions. Surely yeah, sure. yeah. you will. But that sort of happiness is transient. It doesn't actually get to the heart. It's sort of like, it's like a rush.
0: What we need is more rich people to, talking about how unhappy they are. That's basically it, isn't it? Let's get lots of wealthy people They are out, out there. <laughs> <I know laughs> I'm, I'm sure there. you've worked with many of them. <laughs> 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 well, that's amazing. God, my God, we have uh, we have covered a. I don't. I don't think when we sat down an hour ago, I envisaged us covering some of the areas we've but covered there like when we talked. Like putting
2: the world to rights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think. I
0: think if <laughs> parenting if tips and parenting experience. If you want more of this, into read the book. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. So the book is called Cookie and the Most Annoying Boy in the World. Written yeah. And illustrated by Connie Hope because you illustrated it as well. Which yeah. Is really cool.
2: And it's sort of like a wimpy kid style, funny, laugh out loud it good. romp.
0: It is good. I'm um, going look. Yeah. The illustrations and, are hilarious. Uh, They're like yeah. Proper dudes, and then I mean. weirdly,
2: it's all things that adults will relate to too, So it's a good one to read to your kids because I'd say it's like a seven to 12 year old reading bracket. This is going to
0: go on the shelf at home and in about three or four years when Ben's old enough, I will read this.
2: He'll thing. love it. I promise yeah. you. I promise you. <laughs> or I'll give you your money back.
0: Well, <laughs> I haven't paid for the book, so that's, that's a hell of a promise. Or you'll give me my
2: money back <laughs> or you'll <laughs> give me my book <laughs> back <laughs> and I'll resell it to someone else.
1: Um, um, and Connie, when you are... Yes. Um, Parenting. Like J.K. Rowling. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, of these yeah. books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember yeah. the podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah sorry, what <laughs> is that?
2: The p- which podcast? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's very good. It's very good.
1: Megabans, right. <laughs> <laughs> God, thank you very much.
2: Thank you for having me. You're
1: very welcome. Uh, if you've liked everyone. what you've listened to, please leave us a review on iTunes and... <laughs> subscribe. Subscribe. Yeah. Subscribe, yeah. subscribe, uh, and drop us an email at firsttimedads at reachprc.com. if you haven't liked what you've heard. go away. it on the reviews, though.
0: Thanks. bye. 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 Bye.